When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey everyone, this is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com, and today I'm excited to be interviewing Matt Clark, the co-founder of Amazing.com and The Amazing Selling Machine. Uh, to give you guys a bit of background, um, I actually interviewed Matt back in 2013. I'm not sure if you remember this, Matt, but it's for my Kindle publishing course at the time called K-Money Mastery. And back then, Matt, uh, at the time, was just getting started, I think, with creating the amazing selling machine and had a lot of success before on Amazon. And I was doing publishing on Amazon, but I didn't know much about this opportunity that existed with physical products. And since then, I've seen Matt build a huge business, um, amazing.com, and launching the amazing selling machine, impacting thousands of people's lives, thousands of entrepreneurs that have gotten started, that have quit their jobs, built very successful businesses on Amazon. Some people going to build multi-million dollar businesses. Um, I eventually got you know started on Amazon through Matt and Amazing Sell Machine, as well as my girlfriend, my brother, most of the friends uh, that I have as well. Uh, <laughs> I've been to his events. Um, it's really made an impact in my life. And so that's why I wanted to interview Matt today and uh, just straight up say thank you, Matt, for what you've done. You're doing some awesome stuff. Um, Amazing Selling Machine is the number one online training uh, program for business and entrepreneurship, um, teaching people how to get started with Amazon. And so I'm excited to pick your brain today, ask you a little bit about Amazon today, um, ask you a little bit about Amazing Selling Machine, which has been uh, archived for the last 18 months and now is finally coming, uh, uh, going to be available again soon. So I'm excited for that and to share it with people, but I've been a huge advocate sharing it, uh, because it's made a difference in my life. And I know for those that are watching this right now or listening can, uh, you know, really make a difference for them as well. So I want to ask you some general questions just about entrepreneurship, getting started. Amazon is an opportunity. And I just want to say thank you for taking the time today. Sure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So how did this, you know, what's the story about how did you get into, first of all, starting selling on Amazon and then eventually creating the amazing sell machine and now impacting thousands of entrepreneurs? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, it's kind of funny. You mentioned back in 2013, I feel like the past four years have just like flown by. Um, but yeah, so like I, um, you know, in, when I was in college, um, you know, nine years ago or something like that, like I, Knew I wanted to start my own business, didn't know what I was going to do. So I went and worked in investment banking for seven months. I thought I was going to, you know, build a business related to that. But then I was just miserable and I knew I wanted to go do something on my own. And so then I didn't really have an idea what I was going to do. I moved to Austin from Houston. My dad was running a medical business. So I started, sort of started helping him with that. And then I found that he was selling some very high end health supplements, probably ones that uh, you take that I take now, but back then they were typically only sold through doctor's offices, um, but they were non-prescription or anything. So they're completely legal to sell wherever you want. They're very good supplements that a lot of people take now. It's more mainstream now. Um, and so then I found out they were just weren't being sold online. And so there's literally doctor's reps that were going from doctor's office to doctor's office, trying to get these doctors to sell them inside their clinics. And, um, you know, I wasn't programmer didn't wasn't particularly you know uh, savvy about selling online or anything like that but I just sort of like dove in and started learning as much as possible and so back then you know Amazon was probably a third of the size that is is now and so it wasn't as big of a factor like you could the, the typical route back then for building an online business physical products wise was still on your own website 
you want to sell physical products, you go set up your own website. I learned everything I could about Google AdWords. So that was the main source of traffic. Then I learned a lot about SEO. That was the next big source of traffic. Um, but then I started figuring out along the way, I was like, you know, I'm, you know, back then, like if anybody knows anything about SEO, like I owned the exact match domain name for the product names. They're very unique product names. Uh, so I ranked at the top and then Amazon started just chipping away and chipping away and chipping away. Um, and I was like, what the heck? I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. I was like, how does this Amazon thing even work? So I started looking around. I was like, hey, these are just like normal people just like me that are sitting here selling on Amazon. Um, and so then I started looking into it and then basically started putting some of my products on there. I wasn't selling any of my own branded stuff at that time. It was other people's products. I started putting those on there. Um, and some of them started selling. I just put my kind of top sellers on there because nobody at the time was really selling these products on Amazon. So that's a whole different discussion about like competing for buy box and all that. And so we don't really mess with any of that now because if you're selling your own brand, you don't have to. But back then there was nobody selling them. So it didn't matter for me either. And so then I had this brilliant idea what I thought at the time because I had access to distributors. So I had basically 11,000 products I sold on my own e-commerce stores. Um, it was pretty much all 99% um, drop shipped, meaning I got an order from my e-commerce store or from Amazon, and I would basically just send it over via email or with a report over to the supplier and they'd send it to the customer. I never touched any inventory. Um, so I had this idea, so I was like, look, I was like over in like Google AdWords, I'm sitting here paying per click, uh, and so basically really have to watch those things, but I was like, Amazon, oh, this is brilliant. I was like, I just throw a bunch of stuff up on there, and then if it sells, then I make money. If it doesn't sell, it doesn't cost me anything. And so I basically had like six people in the Philippines work for six weeks, probably eight hours a day, adding every single product from my e-commerce store to Amazon. So I went from about 10 products to 11,000 products sold on Amazon in about six weeks. Um, thought it was the best idea ever. And then what happened was, is I started getting orders coming in on Amazon. I was like, okay, cool. This stuff is selling. And then I'd send it over to the distributor. They'd be like, oh, that one's out of stock. And then I get another order on Amazon and send it over to the, oh, that one's out of stock. And I'm like, oh, crap. And so like very early on, I started running into issues with Amazon because they do not put up with like poor customer service or products being out of stock if you're fulfilling it on your own uh, very well. And so like I basically had to take all those products off and then sort of started um, really narrowing down how I made Amazon work because through a kind of chance encounter, I met a guy who could basically private label um, one of my top supplements that I sold. And so then I went from selling other people's products to selling my own products, margin shot way up. And then that's when I really started learning how to make Amazon work. Uh, so what's, um, you know, what's the difference for those that don't know, just the concept of private labeling, because sure. a lot of people, they get a little bit confused with that. Um, they think, okay, well, you know, selling a physical product, I must have to manufacture the product. It must have to be super unique or different. Uh, or, or, you know, but today you can private label it. So do you want to maybe share with people how that is possible? Yeah. So like um, you can do it with basically any product, but like one of the easiest examples is with supplements, which is not necessarily a better opportunity than anything else. It's just an easy um, example to understand. So say the most basic supplement on the planet, like vitamin D or something or vitamin C. At the end of the day, what's inside of there is pretty much the same across any manufacturer. Some may be higher quality, but in, in most cases, it's pretty much the same. And so like you basically there's plenty of manufacturers out there who will take the raw capsules and they'll put them in bottles. And then what goes on outside of the bottle is up to a lot of different people. Like you'll have Walmart that will have their own label. Target will have their own label. Um, I think Amazon now is doing supplements. They have their own labels. Every menu, a lot of brands out there have their own labels, GNC, that kind of thing. And so basically all you're doing is saying, here's my brand name. Here's my uh, branding, like colors and logos and fonts and all that sort of stuff. Put it on the bottle. And so now you have your own brand of this product. So whereas somebody else might be selling the same product for $4.99, if you maybe add extra value through better customer service, through better marketing, through um, you know additional things like giving guides and reports and information, whatever else, uh, you can possibly sell the same exact product for $15.99. And now you have better margins because you're playing kind of a different game. They're going lowest cost possible. You're going highest value possible. And so you can do that with basically any supplement out there, but it works the same for um, more, I guess, regular products as well, too. So you take, for example, like a, like a yoga mat. Um, at the end of the day, most yoga mats are pretty much the same, some higher quality, some less quality, same thing with a supplement. 
uh, but it's basically a piece of rubber that you you stand on top of. And so um, you take the same exact yoga mat, maybe it has a logo imprinted in the corner, and it's got a piece of paper, more or less, that's wrapped in plastic around the middle of it that has different, same thing as a supplement, designs, logos, branding, uh, different content on there. So as long as you have different content on that piece, a different logo sort of imprinted in the corner of the mat, then you can have the same exact product with your own brand on it. And there's lots of manufacturers out there um, for those kind of products, for anything that goes um, on your body or in your body is likely coming from the US. Everything else is pretty much China. Sure, there's Taiwan, there's India, there's Pakistan, but most of it's China. So most yoga mats are gonna come from China. So you say, you know, A, you know, Chinese manufacturer, here's my logo, here's my design file. I got my logo, a nice one created on 99designs.com, for example. Um, here's what I wanna call the mat. Here's the kind of text I want on there. Can you just take that little piece of paper, put my information on there, and send me 500 of these yoga mats. You now have your own product. You can basically follow the same process with just about any product out there. Totally. And you know, now there's there's literally millions of products that you can private label, and yeah. uh, it's become I can imagine it's easier than ever because now there's Alibaba. You can go over there. You can find suppliers in China, communicate with them. Uh, it's becoming a lot more uh, you know safe and verified and everything. The whole process. And I know you guys teach the step by step of that, but um, yeah, it's amazing how you can do that and even get started pretty inexpensively because, and maybe that's my next question for you because I know a lot of people ask, um, well, starting an Amazon business must cost a lot of money. I need a lot of inventory or it could be, uh, you know, I got to have thousands of units to get started with and they, I think, are afraid on some level of the risk of failure that what if I invest all this money, I can't sell it. So what would you say for someone that wants to get started on an opportunity to sell on Amazon, but maybe doesn't have a lot of money to get started? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, um, first off, I mean, it's all kind of relative, right? It's like somebody who's thinking that they can go start some, you know, uh, like digital product business with like zero dollars and just put in some work. And like, that's one perspective. Another perspective is somebody who's like comes from maybe a more traditional background who's like, I want to go start a business. They go think about a restaurant or a franchise or something like that, and they're in the hole at minimum 50 grand, probably more likely a couple hundred grand that they're probably getting loans for and stuff like that. And so this business is much more on the smaller end. Um, and so with just about any product out there, like there's a few things that determine the cost of the inventory. So one is the product cost itself, like how much does it cost to manufacture this thing? And what's the manufacturer's markup over over the manufacturing costs, which usually because it's so competitive um, and especially if they're coming from China, like it's, it's pretty cutthroat anyway. So those margins are not as big as you would think for the manufacturer. So there's kind of the raw manufacturing cost. Then there's the cost on top and then there's the shipping cost. And so we have always recommended that, especially if you're just getting started out, uh, you start with products that are lighter and smaller. Um, sure, you can go sell a health supplement or a beauty product. It comes from the U.S. Those are pretty much always lighter and smaller. And the shipping cost isn't very much, especially if you're selling in the U.S. because it's getting manufactured in the U.S., put on a plane or UPS truck or whatever, and then it's going to Amazon. And um, so the shipping cost isn't going to be very much. However, if you're going all the way from China, it has to have a way to get from a raw physical product that ends up with your branding and everything on it all the way from China over somewhere, likely in the U.S., if you're selling in the U.S., to one of Amazon's warehouses. And so a lot of times that shipping cost, depending on how heavy the product is, if it's a heavier product, that shipping cost can sometimes be as much, if not double the cost of the actual product manufacturing. Like for example, like we sell some um, fitness products and uh, one of them, the product cost is like $5 and the shipping is another like six or $7. Um, so that's, uh, shipping cost is a big factor in this. So yeah, so that's the reason we've always recommended people sell products that are light and small because you don't want shipping costs to be too much of a factor. So in an ideal world, you sell a product that's lightweight, is small, so then it can be shipped by air, which is usually much cheaper and much faster. And so depending on the product that you select, um, your startup cost can be, in terms of inventory, can be as low as $500. More typically, uh, just to be completely honest, like a startup cost for inventory is probably more like $1,000 to $1,500 on the low end can be as low as $500. And so the thing to think about inventory that a lot of people don't understand is that especially if you've done a good job in selecting a product on Amazon, which is a key part of all this, and we do a lot of training around how to select the right kind of product, is that you've already chosen a product that has a very high likelihood of selling well. 
And all you're basically doing is going after that same exact opportunity with your own brand. So your product has a high likelihood of selling well and you're selling a comparable product. And so there's always a way where you can sell that inventory. And so there's pretty much a very minimal likelihood that you'll be stuck with inventory. Your more likely scenario is that you're gonna, if you follow a lot of stuff that we teach, that you'll probably sell out of inventory um, faster than you would you would think, and you may be out of stock for a period of time, which is just a part of the game of this business. And so if you go after products that are light and small, if you do a good job of selecting the right kind of product, you can get started pretty inexpensively, and uh, you shouldn't have really any issue of being sort of like, you know, quote unquote, like stuck with the inventory um, and unavailable to sell it. Yeah, no, I, I know a lot of people have done that as well, that if, you know, even if the product doesn't sell or maybe they want to get away from that product, start something else, you can just lower the cost of it at just enough to kind of recoup your investment and your inventory and then sell out the product. And then, you know, you've basically learned a lot of great lessons in that process. And then you take what you learned and you get back your investment and then you can go ahead and start the next product. So I've seen yeah. it happen uh, quite a few times. Um, let me ask you, you know, how has um, the opportunity of Amazon changed? You know, a lot of people want to know, um, you know, it's obviously a little bit different now than when you got started. Uh, it's a little bit more competitive. Some people would say, I you know Amazon has grown massively and you've seen that and experienced it firsthand. So how has the opportunity changed today? Yeah, so it's interesting, you know, just kind of looking back, like since we started, you know, I guess teaching this stuff, like, you know, after I had been doing it for a while, um, Amazon has basically like doubled in size since then, um, you know, because there, there's going to be like the sort of idea in people's heads like, oh, you know, Amazon has grown so much. Like, is the opportunity dead? Is Amazon done growing? If you look at its growth rate, I mean, it's absolutely insane um, on a percentage basis and um, even more so on like a dollar basis. Like it's growing at, say, 20 percent a year um, and it's growing, you know, multiple tens of billions of dollars a year. It's adding in revenue every single year and it's doing things that basically no company in history has ever done. I mean, it's looking at for, for, especially for physical products. I mean, it's basically shooting past and is going to completely dwarf um, Walmart and uh, whether it's in the U S and also in other countries. I mean, it's basically making buying physical products extremely simple. Like I bought a product the other day on Amazon and um, it's now for whatever reason, in some cases like offering like free one day shipping because it realizes like the biggest limitation of shopping on Amazon is that I could go to the local store and I could get that thing today. So Amazon's trying to find a way to sort of even shorten that sort of competitive advantage local stores have over it, which is really the only remaining one. I mean, I know that for myself, just being sort of a data point of one is that you go into a local store and I almost regret it every single time because you go in there and you're like, you know, I want this one product, but they don't have it. They don't have this color. They don't have this size. They don't have this variation. And then half the time I just end up going on the phone on Amazon and buying it on there. And so that's like one piece of data that's basically happening in millions of people all around the world. So Amazon is, is growing at an insane rate. And part of that, you know, is that the number of opportunities has grown in proportion or possibly even beyond that because um, there are, you know, for example, like the international platforms, like in Europe, specifically Germany, also Japan, is that the sales volume on there has picked up like crazy. Like we're so used, if you're in the US or maybe even in Canada, you're so used to buying a lot of stuff on Amazon that you don't realize that in other countries, in Europe and that kind of thing, that Amazon is still possibly like it was here like five years ago where sure a lot of people buy on Amazon, but it's not quite the default place where you buy everything like it kind of is in the US now. So it's becoming like that in Europe, but the number of sellers on there has not picked up anywhere near in proportion to the actual sales volume happening over there. Um, it's, it's pretty insane. The people that we know, members we have are literally just throwing products up over there and they're making money. I talked with one guy, he was doing basically like 40,000 euros a month, like mm, four or five months ago when I talked to him. I followed up with him like a month ago or so. He's doing, he's doubled his business. He's doing 80,000 euros a month. And I was like, what do you do? He's like, well, you know, I just added some products. And he's like, I turn on a little bit of like Amazon ads. And like, that's all that it takes. And like, he's selling only in Germany. Um, and so it's, it's pretty insane, you know, what's, what's happening over there. Um, and the other big piece that we always kind of, especially if you're like nitty gritty into like the online marketing world, you think everyone buys everything online. That's where everything is happening. But online retail is still less than 20% of all physical retail. But we all know which direction that's going. Everyone's buying more and more stuff online. And Amazon's actual percentage 
of online retail, especially in the US, is getting bigger. So the total pie is getting bigger and Amazon's piece of the pie is getting even bigger. So it's not unreasonable to think like Amazon did something like $135 billion in revenue last year. It's not unreasonable to think that in the next five to 10 years, like Amazon's going to be doing 300, 400, $500 billion a year in revenue just from without even doing anything super innovative. It's just the direction everything's going. And you know, one thing I love about you guys and your training is you're not teaching people just throw up a product and you're going to make all this money from it. You're actually teaching people how to build a brand. And I think yeah. building the brand is the key differentiator that allows you to have that competitive advantage long term, you know, by because I think a lot of people, they just if they're, they're in the mentality. I'm just going to try to get rich quick and use some sort of tactic or technique or gimmick or something like that to just put up a product and not do much work. Then, yeah, you know, it's probably going to be a bit of an uphill battle. You're not going to be able to compete with other brands out there. But you guys really focus on building the brand. And uh, from there, you know, there's diversity of products that you can have. You guys teach marketing outside of Amazon because I think people just depend on Amazon to do everything for them. You know, the Amazon search and Amazon PPC. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of building a brand and why you guys teach that? Yeah. So the good thing is, is that, um, you know, maybe when we, well, I don't say maybe, like for sure, when we first started teaching this stuff, we're like, look, Amazon is a great place to make money. Go throw stuff up there and make some money. And that's all good. But at the end of the day, like that kind of mindset and that kind of approach isn't what Amazon really wants. It's for sure not what customers really want, the people buying stuff. Because at the end of the day, like you're selling something on Amazon. You can be running this business from a beach in Thailand, but a real product is going to land at somebody's real doorstep and a real person is going to try to experience that product. The better that experience is, the better your business is going to be short term, but especially long term. So what we recommend is people really focus on building a good, solid brand that people respect, that people like, that people want to buy more stuff from, because then everything is simpler. Um, so first off, on a more like tactical level, uh, if you sell one product on Amazon, say it's making you 10 grand a month in profit, you can go look for other opportunities and be like, you know, I'm selling something that's a, an automotive product. I'm going to go look at something because I see a great opportunity to go sell this kitchen product. But the problem is, is that then you're managing two brands, you're managing likely uh, two different social media accounts, you're, you're likely managing two different email lists, and there's no leverage there. But if you have one product, say doing 10 grand a month, that means it's got some Amazon rankings, it's got a good chunk of reviews. Uh, if you follow what we teach with package inserts and everything else, you've got people on an email list, you probably got fans on a Facebook page. If you want to sell another product and you want your business to grow nearly immediately, Amazon will tell you what the next best product is to sell. Now, you probably want to do a little filtering yourself to make sure it's a good opportunity. But uh, if you shop on Amazon, like we've all seen the frequently bought together, there's another section underneath there that if you sell on Amazon, everyone's aware of. If you don't sell on Amazon, you, you've used it without even knowing it called customers who bought this uh, item also bought. So those are two sections that Amazon's basically set, telling you. If you look at that for your own product, these are the other products people are buying. And so you're like, you know what I'll do is <laughs> uh, for the next product I sell, I'm just going to go sell one of those products. And then so you tap into all your existing customers on Facebook, on email and everywhere else. And you say, hey, I've got this other product. You probably may already have one. But if you don't like here, go ahead and buy this thing. Um, And then so they go buy your product. Hopefully a good chunk of them also leave you reviews. And so whereas your first product, knowing nothing, you've been through a whole marketing cycle and you've got it to here. Your next product, you can apply the same marketing cycle but make the results even more effective by tapping into all the people that have already bought your product. So like on a tactical level, like that's the value of building a brand is being able to leverage everything from before. Now, the other thing is too, like we talk about building a brand, especially now, like we're talking about more than just like literally just selling multiple products under the same name. Um, We're talking about actually building like a meaningful brand and we're working on something um, that's a little more advanced, but it's something that you should be doing if you're doing this kind of business, which is more along the lines of like, continuous product improvement. There's so many easy opportunities out there on Amazon to make a product that's slightly better, that you're not out there doing you know, patents and prototyping or any of that sort of stuff. It's great if you want to do that. It takes a lot of time, probably some money, um, and it's kind of beyond the scope of, of what we teach at this point. However, there are small things you can do to make your product better than the competitors and make it stand out. Um, for example, like one of the fitness products we sell, we noticed that people were having issue because they were concerned about this thing, you know, slipping on the floor or scratching up their floor. And so we just went and contacted some manufacturers. We're like, hey, do you have like a little piece of rubber we, we could throw inside of the box? 
And so for literally like 30 cents, we can throw in a little piece of rubber inside the box that solves that issue. Now, the value of this is, is that we'll have happier customers, we'll have more positive reviews, less negative reviews, less, less refunds, uh, and we'll also have a differentiator that no other competitor has. So going after the same opportunity, our product now looks better doing nothing else, and it costs next to nothing. Um, and so there's opportunities even simpler than that, like including better instructions. Like if you look at the negative reviews of other products on Amazon, uh, like likely ones that you, you're kind of considering selling, you'll find that a lot of them, um, the negative reviews, like one, one star a lot of times is kind of just people complaining, but like two star and three star, there's a lot of good feedback there. And so a lot of times they'll just be like, I didn't understand how to use this product or I did this and it didn't work, or maybe whatever they did was not the right way to use the product. So doing as simple as including better instructions is an easy way to make your product better than other people. So when we talk about building a brand, we're talking about putting multiple products under the same umbrella for the leverage that provides, and also building something that's better than anybody else without you know, going too far, custom manufacturers, any of that sort of stuff, small tweaks, super easy to do with any manufacturer, but in the long term, like that's how you beat everyone. Like I was talking with a guy one of our members, um, and he went probably a little more extreme than that, but just as an example, he uh, basically sells the top product in one of the in the in the kitchen market, not the top product in the kitchen, but the top product for what he sells, which is a very popular product, like probably top 100 in kitchen and dining. Um, and that's basically what he did: is he is he kept improving his product so it's better than anybody else, and he does about a million dollars a month on Amazon right now, almost all of that driven by that single product. Wow. It's amazing. And I think even, you know, there's more potential when you have a brand, you could even do information products. Like if you're selling yoga yeah. mats, maybe there's potential for an information component from that, or maybe there's a potential for affiliate marketing side. So when you have a list and also I think when you're building a brand, you're building a relationship because I've, I've often found that sometimes um, you might not even have the best product, but because you have a relationship with people and you've added value to them, whether from content marketing or whatever it is, People will buy from you and they'll even spend more money with you because you can charge more of a premium price for your product. And, you know, example of that is my girlfriend. She's got a, a brand uh, where she sells uh, fitness stuff for women, but uh, she sells at a higher price than everyone else. And people are just always lining up to buy it. And uh, just because they love her, like she's got such a relationship, she engages with them. There's a trust factor there. And so I guess that's another um, benefit that you get from that too. Um, how about, um, you know, just driving traffic in general from outside of Amazon, how does that benefit people? Cause I've heard that Amazon rewards you in terms of like actually ranking your product higher because the more leads that you send to Amazon and the more people that sign up for Amazon, they're probably going to like that a lot. So is that a pretty important strategy as well? Yeah. So, I mean, like whenever it comes to, you know, um, like building this kind of business, there's kind of like putting the foundation in order and then like going up in order of, you know, next best things to do. So foundation is going to be make sure you sell a good high quality product that is a good opportunity on Amazon. Um, next up, make sure that product is well optimized. Um, you have good images, uh, you have good copy on there. And then after that, you start looking into like Amazon traffic. So Amazon sponsored ads is probably going to be the most basic thing you'll turn on at that point. Uh, probably another step if you, it's just kind of a different discussion, but Amazon marketing services. And then you want to start looking at how can you leverage like outside traffic? Because if you're still sitting there waiting, like, okay, I've got sponsored ads going, I've got Amazon marketing services going, what else can I do to drive more traffic to this thing? Um, the next best one is kind of what hopefully for most people is the obvious one, which is Facebook. I mean, we all know Facebook is absolutely insane. It's the most insane advertising platform uh, pretty much ever built. It's got two, it's got what, 30% uh, of the entire world on there or something. It's, it's getting that point anyways. Um, so you can reach anybody, any market you ever want. Obviously, it's easy to spend a lot of money on there without getting a return, but there's a way to use it on Amazon that's incredibly effective. Um, you can use it to, there's something new that we've, we've been teaching recently, which is using Facebook offers um, to basically, you advertise on Facebook as little as 10 bucks a day. It's not like you have to go spend you know thousands of dollars on there. 10 bucks a day, people redeem a Facebook offer, give them a good discount on your product, they take that, they go over to your product, they buy it on Amazon. And the reason that's that's so effective is rather than just sending like cold traffic over there, because a big factor on Amazon is the conversion rate of your product. Um, and so if you send a whole bunch of like junk traffic over there and one person out of every 10,000 buys, then it's it's kind of an issue because, um, you know, Amazon's not a huge fan of that. But on the other hand, like if somebody has seen your ad, you've done a good target audience on Facebook, you've done a good ad copy, 
They see your ad, they click redeem the coupon or redeem the offer on Facebook. Then from there, then they go over to your Amazon listing and then they uh, make the decision to buy or not. Like the conversion rate of that is extremely high. And so what Amazon sees is they see your product converting extremely well. So they think it must be a popular product. And they also see external traffic coming into your product listing, which is a harder thing to kind of um, assess the impact because it's, it's, it's not super straightforward. Amazon's obviously not going to tell you that, yes, if you send traffic from these three social media accounts, we'll rank your product higher. But it does seem to have a positive effect, but especially the way to get sales. It's such an inexpensive way to get sales because on Amazon, you know, if you have a well-optimized product listing and you get a lot of sales, <clears throat> When you get a lot of sales, then Amazon will rank your product higher for the keywords that your <clears throat> product is relevant for. So it works extremely well. Facebook is probably the easiest place to go do that from. Um, you know, we've done some like Google AdWords. Sometimes we'll turn it on because with Google AdWords, the advantage is you can target, you know, sort of by keyword. But it's usually pretty expensive. I mean, Google AdWords, um, at least the search search side of things, is very expensive in most cases, like three, four dollars a click. Uh, which gets to be a bit hard to make that work out financially. But Facebook, extremely easy right now. Like it's one of those things too, kind of like Amazon and other countries where the volume and the opportunity has picked up so much, but the number of advertisers in Facebook's case has not been able to keep pace at all. Like there, people are trying to spend money, money on there like crazy, but it's just, it's kind of like, you know, um, back in the day, which is before my time in internet marketing, but people talk about like, you know, five cent click days in Google and that kind of thing. To me, it's like that right now in Facebook. Awesome. Um, just to take a bit of a step back for someone that, you know, I know one objection or one concern that a number of people have is they say, well, Stefan, um, is this opportunity only for people that live in North America? You know, if I, you know, if, yeah, because if they think that, okay, I have to sell in the United States, I got to live in the United States, but they might be thinking, watching or listening to this right now, but I live in South America or I live in Europe or I live in Australia. Can you maybe um, share with people someone that lives in one of those different countries? How would they get started? Uh, yeah. So um, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but I have a perfect example for this. Um, so we've got this amazing couple that's been with us for, for a few years now, and they live in Romania. Um, so Romania is not a wealthy country by any means. Um, and so the the guy who's kind of more, probably the main driver, but she's very involved in the business, but he was kind of looking at opportunities. He's like, you know what? He's a guy that's very much into like self-development, has watched a bunch of Tony Robbins stuff, has like read a bunch of, you know, Robert Kiyosaki stuff. And like he knew he wanted to do something, but he's like, what the heck am I going to do? He's like, there's pretty much zero opportunity in Romania, um, even from a job standpoint, but much less from like a business standpoint. So he was looking for stuff. He like came across us some way or another. And so it didn't have a whole lot of money. So I had to scrape together some money to start this business. And um, basically, like, he's, he's built this business that – and he, he, did, he didn't even speak English at the time. They had to use literally Google Translate to learn how to do this business to go through training and actually even sell because, like, they weren't selling. Like, I don't even know if um, there's many people who buy on Amazon from Romania. I don't, I don't know. But he basically ended up selling in the U.S. Biggest market, biggest opportunity. So he sold in the U.S., Still sells in the U.S. Uh, they did over, uh, we just got a screenshot from them. They did over a million dollars on Amazon in the U.S. last year. Literally started this business a couple years ago, didn't speak English, didn't have any money, just kind of kept at it, worked at it, kept building the business, provided really good customer service, and kind of, you know, followed a lot of stuff that we teach. And so, like, it's kind of funny, a lot of people, you know, any business you're going to run into issues, but it's kind of hard to have excuses when you have an example like that. Somebody who doesn't speak the language, doesn't have any money, doesn't live in the country, going out and you know absolutely crushing it with this business and doing very well, and he's still growing. Um, so there's there's an example, and we have examples from people all around the world. I mean, almost any country you could imagine. Like we we probably have someone that's gone and built this business, whether that's you know. Brazil or Russia or, you know, Mexico, anywhere else in, you know, South America, Central America. We have people, a lot of, a lot of members in South Africa, um, you know, basically all over the world. We have people that have gone on and built this business because we used to tell everyone, no matter what country you're in, sell in the USA. It's the biggest platform. That's where all the sales volume happens. But it wasn't really until the last probably like year, maybe, that we started saying like, look, like it's pretty crazy over in some of these other platforms. Like mainly I would say, Pretty much anywhere in Europe, uh, because all the accounts are, are connected, um, especially in Germany. Amazon Japan is huge. And so if you live in any one of those countries or if you have good ties to any of those countries, you can just go start in one of those platforms. Anywhere else, still start in the USA and you'll be good to go if you do everything right. 
Um, so yeah, we have people all over the world that have that have gone on and, and done this because I mean the the beauty is is that with Amazon's network of warehouses um, and basically being able to contact any supplier you want in any country you want, especially uh, as easy it is with Alibaba and contacting Chinese manufacturers, that you can literally build this entire business with basically just a computer. I mean, the only thing you ever really touch is if you do this business right, you want to order some samples at some point. And you yourself, you yourself should likely be evaluating those samples to make sure it's a good quality product that you're going to be able to stand behind. And so um, once you order your samples, though, everything else is pretty much um, hands off. You don't you don't touch anything. You're basically telling your supplier, a supplier, send some of this inventory to Amazon. Amazon receives the inventory. Customers order on Amazon. All the inventory is shipped out using Amazon's own warehouses and employees and everything else. And then you can see and monitor your inventory levels when it starts getting low. You just tell the supplier to send some more inventory to Amazon. And that basically is your entire logistics of the business. Awesome. Now, I just want to ask you a few more questions. And by the way, for those that are watching or listening, uh, Matt with Amazing.com has a free uh, free video training uh, that's going to share more about how to get started on Amazon. If you're brand new, you want to learn more about the opportunity, uh, Matt's free training is really, really good. And I've been through it many times in the past. In fact, I was talking to Mike about this. Many people have just gone through the free training and uh, been able to make money from that and then you know take that money and then go and invest in your training program. So there'll be a link below this video if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening on a podcast. Go to projectlifemastery.com slash ASM, projectlifemastery.com slash ASM, and then you can get access to the free training that they have. Okay, I want to ask you now a little bit about Amazing Selling Machine. Um, how has, you know, you guys have obviously... Um, created it now and uh, multiple times and recreated it and evolved it, made it better and better and better. And it's been off the market for 18 months and now it's a, a brand new program. Can you maybe share with people how it's evolved? And, um, you know, you mentioned a little bit about what's different in terms of now you guys don't necessarily recommend to start in the United States, but there's other opportunities to start maybe in Europe or Japan or some of these other countries. But can you share a little bit about how it's evolved and changed? Yes, I mean, like our, um, I guess, philosophy with training in general, but especially with Amazing Selling Machine, has always been like, what can we do to get somebody who is starting from wherever they are? Because we've had people that have started from, you know, like the extreme example is I live in another country, I don't even speak English, which is not a normal example. They've got other people live all over the world that are working jobs, they're not happy at their jobs. We've got other people, um, like you, you mentioned Mike McClary. So he's working a good, nice paying corporate finance job, super positive guy. He's not a guy who's just like miserable at his job. Like he, he liked the job, he liked the company, but he wasn't at the level of freedom that he wanted um, in terms of time and money and everything else. Uh, then we've got other people that are already doing a couple million dollars a year on Amazon. They're like, how do I get to the next level? So we've got a whole spectrum of people. So ours has always been like, how do we take these people and get them the best results possible with this program? Because, you know, when I first started getting into, like, I guess, like, quote, unquote, like, internet marketing um, years ago, like, I remember we started, you know, having success at ASM. We started building this big email list that, you know, was really, uh, that loved us, super big fans of us, would basically take our recommendations. And other people would be like, hey, we've got this course. Like, we want you to promote it because we promoted your thing. And I look at the course. I'm like, this is a course that you haven't updated in, like, two years. I was like, what are you doing? I was like, this course is not going to help anybody right now. And so like it's always been frustrating for us from that perspective because we've always taken a completely different stance is like we will never sell something that if that we don't believe will absolutely work for people. And so with ASM to make that happen, stuff is changing on Amazon all the time. And so we have to make sure the course is very current and what's working right now from a very basic standpoint, like interface is changing, screens are changing, but on a, on a higher level from a tactical standpoint, like what's working right now in this business. And so like you mentioned, like doors have been closed for basically like 18 months. So part of that was like, we had this crazy run up with ASM, like every six months we were launching this thing. It was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And we started knowing like there's something kind of missing here. Cause like the business is kind of changing on Amazon. Um, like back in the day that like you just throw a product up there. It didn't matter how good or bad the product was or what you did from customer service standpoint, you probably produced sales cause nobody was doing any marketing whatsoever on Amazon. And so um, we knew something was changing, something had to be different, but we never had enough breathing room to actually fix anything. Um, from, we would always update the training, but we wouldn't completely redo the strategy. And so for the past 18 months, like I also got so busy with like 
managing amazing selling machine. All of a sudden we went from zero to like 20,000 customers that are all extremely great people that we had to help and all that sort of stuff. And so I basically like got rid of my actual physical products business. Funny enough, we're still teaching people how to do physical products, but I didn't have time to actually do that stuff myself. And so we closed the doors and we're like, okay, look, like we don't know what exactly we want to do right now, but we can't keep pushing people into this thing until we really innovate it. Um, and so I, at the beginning of last year, basically started working on a business on my own. It's kind of like a case study, seeing how this thing works again from the ground up. Didn't start with an email list or any of that sort of stuff. So I started building this business and um, really started discovering some, some new things that are working like crazy right now. Like one of the things we mentioned was like the Facebook offers. Um, the good thing is, is like back in the day, we probably taught some stuff that was like a little gray area in terms of Amazon. And now like everything we do is completely above board. I mean, Amazon, the better you can align with what you do, what Amazon wants and what the customer wants, the better the business that you'll build. I mean, the people that we found that have done the most volume on Amazon are the ones who really played the long game. I mean, we have some people that were probably a little less public about their result, but we know they do. 20, $30 million a year on Amazon. Now it's an extreme case, but we do have members that have done that. And part of that is just really playing the long game. And so with this new version of ASM, like we've incorporated a lot of really what's working right now in terms of product selection, which is different and more specific than we ever taught before. Um, we also kind of have a better and more comprehensive strategy in terms of marketing, because before it was always easy to teach people very sequential from I know nothing to setting up an Amazon seller central account to creating a list of product opportunities, selecting a product, finding a supplier, optimize the listing, getting the product live, very sequential. Then it got to the, the point of getting a product live. Now it's kind of like, well, you know, you could build these four different options in terms of promoting. We always knew that was kind of an issue and didn't really have a great answer for it. And so now we think we've done a very good job in terms of making the entire business sequential, at least getting to the point where you have more than one product selling very well. So going from either I know nothing or I already sell on Amazon, but I wanna learn how to do it the right way to having multiple products doing well, that includes um, product selection, that includes uh, doing all the marketing stuff right in terms of doing package inserts, capturing email lists and building an email list for your brand from day one, finding suppliers, evaluating samples, uh, doing your ads right on Amazon, getting traffic from outside of Amazon, leveraging the list that you build, all that stuff laid out sequentially now better than it really ever has. And so that's kind of the core part of the training. The other thing too, is that we found out how important it is. And we kind of did this um, without even knowing what we were doing at the beginning. We found out how important the community is to everything. Um, because a lot of times, a lot of people are sitting there, you're building a business, your family members probably think you're crazy. We've had members come to find out. It's always kind of funny hearing about it. We would never advise this is that, you know, members who are like literally hiding this thing from their wife or hiding this thing from their husband because they knew they wouldn't support it. But then six months later, they're making all kinds of money from this thing. And of course, like their other significant other is all a huge fan of it at that point. Um, so uh, yeah, so we, we basically know how important the community is because a lot of times you're building this business at your home. You don't have anybody else that you know is an entrepreneur that supports you. So you need people you can tap into for support, um, also for additional strategies and tactics because stuff is always changing. Um, and then also a big part of that for us is, is a reason a lot of people have done very well with Amazing Selling Machine, that people really love Amazing Selling Machine, is very much in line with the general philosophy of trying to get people the best results possible. As we know, there's going to be individual issues that happen in your business that we can't predict. And so we have a group of people that we call the mentors who had basically early on, a lot of them had kind of raised their hand and said, you know, I like to help people. So they were very active in the community. So we brought them on as mentors. We've given them extra opportunities and that kind of thing. And so they're there now to make sure that if you have any sort of issue in your business, they'll help you resolve that and get through it. So you can get back to sort of following the system that we've outlined. So these are things like potential account setup issues, potential supplier issues, um, weird things that may happen on Amazon in terms of marketing or product setup, any of that kind of stuff, the stuff that happens, uh, but they're there to make sure you can work through any sort of issue possible. And so another big thing that we're doing this time, which we haven't really done before, is we're including like a whole, what we call the private resource vault, which is basically a collection of resources to once again, speed up your success. We're trying to as much as possible to remove any extra 
cost or any extra time in you doing this business. So uh, one thing, for example, it's kind of a simple item, but very powerful is uh, like our personal like freight forwarder contacts. Rather than you having to go hunt around like, how the heck do I get this product from China to Amazon? Um, you know, in the past, we'd be like, just find a freight forwarder or just get DHL to do it. And we understand that's um, not as good as we could have done. And so this time around, we're literally saying, look, just contact these people. They know what to do. They'll contact your people in China. They'll uh, handle what happens whenever it gets to the U.S. And so you literally can never have done this business before. You send a few emails and you're up and moving. And so there's those kind of contacts. There's photographer contacts to get really good uh, and, and inexpensive pictures of your products. And basically anything else we could possibly throw in uh, to get you better results is kind of included in this private resource vault. Then we do other things like weekly coaching calls and everything else. Um, at the end of the day, everything is to make sure that you get the best results possible with this program. That's awesome. And I know you guys have also part, uh, I was talking to Mike, you've now partnered with some software companies too, because before yep. you guys used to do that in-house, but now you guys are partnering with different uh, complementary services that can help them grow their business. And another thing I know you guys talk about is that you're not just teaching people how to build an Amazon business, but an actual physical products business. And um, you emphasize, you know, Amazon's still the best way to get started, but I know you guys from your trainings at different seminars and whatnot also teach how to do retail, you know, if you want to segue into that or maybe even create your own store. So that's one thing that I love about the training as well. Um, now, I've actually, uh, you know, I'm actually really excited to go through it again because uh, I've been through, I think, two of ASMs and I can vouch for the, the products and the value you guys provide. Um, like I said, it's made a huge difference to my life. I've been able to create success from it. I know many others um, that have as well. And so what I recommend for people that are watching or listening to this right now, check out the free training. If you want to learn more about this opportunity, if you want more, uh, you know, sh sharing the, the, the basics and how to get started, finding products and whatnot, uh, click the link below this video or go to projectlifemastery.com slash ASM. But Matt, I want to thank you so much for your time today. Do you have any uh, last words of advice, inspiration, motivation for someone that's watching this that wants to take that leap of faith? Maybe they got a nine to five and they're considering this as an opportunity and they want to change their life. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we've helped so many people that have started from all kinds of different places uh, go out and build this business. And so, you know, like anything else, there's like the big thing is like really taking the first step. And we try to make that first step as easy as possible, which is why we give all this kind of free training. So you can really wrap your head around how this business works. Um, and then at the end of the day, like at some point, like it's, it's business, it's entrepreneurship. At some point you have to take some level of risk. I mean, we do our job to try to minimize that risk as much as possible. But the thing is to think about is like something that's always stuck in my head since we've done this. A lot of people think that like the risky thing is starting a business. Like to me, I think the risky thing is making your entire financial livelihood dependent on somebody else. Like you're sitting there, I know from like I own a business, so I know the mindset of the business owner. Um, and then so you have a you have a job out there. If that's if that's your case, then you're sitting out there and you're like, you know, this is safe. I have this job, and we all know we've been through a recession and everything else. Is that any day that manager or your boss or company owner could wake could wake up, decide on a new business strategy, decide. Um, they didn't like how the day before went or some other reason. And like they could at the drop of a dime, you could be out of a job and your entire financial livelihood is gone. To me, I think that if you want freedom in your life, if you want financial security, you need to learn how to run a business and run a business the right way. Um, and the good thing about this is that, you know, we, we kind of like, like to use the metaphor now is like, sure, we understand the value of building a business and all that sort of stuff. Then it's like, what business am I going to build? And so you can go out there and you can start from ground zero. You can say, I'm going to invent this product or I'm going to you know, try to invent this practice or service or whatever out of scratch. Or you can sort of ride on somebody else's coattails at least to get started. Because uh, the thing is with Amazon right now is like it's got built in traffic. It's got built in infrastructure. It's got built in support. And you're able to tap into all that stuff and just do the kind of 10 or 20 percent of the process that you can add a lot of value to and you get to use everything else they do uh, to get started. And so like if you're going to start a business, if you believe that's what you're going to do, we still with complete honesty, we've been involved in other business models. I've built I remember I added it up one time, something like 20 different businesses or something like that. And probably 16 of them like ended up throwing away, failed, whatever. Um, and so like we still like can say with 
with you know no reservations whatsoever that if you're going to build a business this is the one to build i've seen no other opportunity like it that can take somebody who's got zero business experience and wants to build a nice profitable business uh, as big as you want i mean we have people i know sometimes we either scare people by saying too big of numbers or we don't excite people by saying too small of numbers. We've got the full spectrum. We've got people that have gone on and built businesses that are kind of nice lifestyle businesses. Maybe they make five to 10 grand a month. And we have people that are in the process or have already sold their business for eight figures, you know, $10 million plus. Same exact model, just depends on what you want out of it at the end of the day. And so obviously like we're huge proponents of entrepreneurship. Like that's why we do all this stuff. I believe it's the path to freedom um, and doing whatever kind of life it is that you want. And this to us is the best possible opportunity to do it. Awesome. All right. I love it. Thanks, Matt. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I think this will definitely help a lot of people and inspire people to take action to start their business or if you already got one, then uh, take it to the next level. So thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.